0: Welcome to Growing Women of Faith podcast. I am Rochelle Morlock And I
1: am Sherry Konzak. Growing Women of Faith podcast was created for women to have a place where they can share how God is growing them and using them. Our hope is that we can be an encouragement to all women of all walks of life.
0: We hope you enjoy. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode.
1: Take it away, girl. Yeah. So, like she said, my name's Alexis, and I'm the director of a nonprofit in Belton, Missouri, which is South Kansas City, um, called Heart and Hand. So, Heart and Hand really exists. Our mission is to restore hope and rebuild lives for those facing poverty, hardship um or homelessness and so that can look a lot of different ways like on a weekly basis we operate a day center for the homeless where they can come in and get lunch and take showers and meet with local caseworkers, and um do a variety of things we help with getting their id so we call it id restoration um we're always willing to be a resource to the community when people are ready to go to rehab um doing rehab facilitation. So we don't have a program like that, but we will find the perfect fit for them, which is different for each person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also do a food pantry, a GED program. We've got a thrift store that gives away like 12,000 items a year for people in the community. Um, And then we do some yearly assistance too. Mm -hmm. So like backpacks and school supplies for kids, Christmas assistance, all types of stuff like that. Really, we just exist to stand in the gap for families that are going through a hard time. So last year I heard a statistic that 40% of Americans um, can't afford a $400 emergency. And so really my long-term vision and even what we do now is to try to catch those families when they face that first unexpected hardship so that it doesn't set them back further. You know, if they've got a car that breaks down, well, that can lead to losing your job and then losing your home and just, you know, really snowball quickly. And so we really our objective is to meet those families as they're going through hardships and help them, um, just so that, you know, things don't go downhill. Um, and yeah, we've got, like I said, a variety of programs. I've been the director now a year, um, but I've been a part of heart and hand for three to five years. It was started by my father-in-law in 1997. Um, and so I had helped a little bit, um, like five years ago, but we were living in Columbia, Missouri, and then ended up and I'll share this in a minute, but ended up moving back to Kansas city where my husband was going to be the director. And then last year ended up taking the director position and then going into a pandemic. So yeah, Yeah. you know, it's been a very interesting (laughs) year as you know, my first year in the position and pivoting and going through all those challenges. Um, but definitely feel really blessed to be in my job and Rochelle, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today.
0: Yeah, well. If you would love to kind of touch on what brought you from Columbia to, to like back to Kansas city, I would love to hear about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, (laughs) and I always screw up the years, but I think it was, um, so we had our daughter in 2017, Um, And it was a couple months after that, we were living in Columbia. I was working for my dad's company and I was set to take that over actually. Um, You know, we were kind of starting to make those transitions. I was running a department in his company and um, really I felt very okay with that being what I was gonna do for the rest of my life. I was making great money. I loved the corporate world. Um, because it is money driven and people like value that and value success. And it's just kind of a different setting than the nonprofit sector. But, um, I was really loving that. And my daughter at that point, it was probably fall of 2017. She was a few months old. And my husband was talking to his dad on the phone. And, um, like I said, his dad started heart and hand in 97 and, uh, when he was talking to his dad, he had said, you know, I think we're going to have to close heart and hand because they're struggling financially, you know, there's not a lot of support and it was just really had become burdensome on him. Cause he's also a pastor. So he was doing that and trying to run heart and hand. And it was just kind of doing the bare minimum, like in survival mode. And so on that phone call, my <laughs> husband said, well, you know, if you'll have us, we'll, we'll move to Kansas city and we'll run it. <laughs> and this was before he ever had a conversation with me. So, you know, it was, I, I can't remember if it was later that day or what um, he was telling me about this and that we were gonna move to Kansas City. And to be honest, like, it was a really big struggle for us. But I also, like, I was kind of mad initially because I'm like, well, you just made this decision and didn't even talk to me. But he felt really sure that, like that God was speaking to him that that's what we needed to do. And so the supportive wife that I am, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, if you feel like this is what God's asking us to do, I'll support you. I'll come with you. And so that led us into about six months of just some challenges having that conversation with my dad that I wasn't going to be his predecessor any longer, mm-hmm. and um, and getting ready to move to Kansas City and trying to figure out we were actually going to to an unpaid position, so we both had to find different jobs in Kansas City, find ways to, you know, find a reasonable place to live, all this stuff. Um, but we made it happen. So about six months later it was um, beginning of April in 2018, we moved to Kansas City to take over as the directors. And so um, we started that, which was awesome. We were both, like I said, working some other jobs. I actually continued to commute to Columbia one day a week. Oh, wow. Um, I don't even know if I told you that. Yeah. No. Um, for like almost two years, actually. So it was the end of 2019 when I stopped doing that. Um, but that was a great opportunity because my dad was allowing me to come back and make some money. Um, my daughter got to see all the family. So that was really nice, actually. But uh, but yeah, we started in April of 2018. And, uh, you know, it had just been a really interesting journey. About a month in, um, we had found out that So I guess it was beginning of May that, um, someone who had been involved had gotten heart and hand behind in a lot of different ways. And so we were immediately like into, I don't even know how to describe it, trying to just save heart and hand so that it could survive. And that was really our whole thing from the beginning, like get it from a failing organization that's going to have to close to something that's thriving. And, um, So I didn't even originally plan on being involved in heart and hand very much. Um, I was planning on working, staying home with my daughter as much as possible, and just supporting my husband and what he was doing. So I kind of fell into this administrative role, which was volunteer for quite a while um, until Well, yeah. So we were, I was doing that just kind of supporting, keeping like the books up and just keeping things, you know, running well, making sure we were doing all of our filings and stuff. And then it was about a year and a half later, it was like summer of 2019 at that point that my husband told me he wanted to step down from heart and hand. And honestly, I was mad again. I found myself at the exact same place I was, When he told me we wanted to move to, he wanted to move to Kansas city. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we just dropped everything. Like I dropped everything in my life to come here and do this. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, I was like, I actually love what we do now. And I didn't even, I didn't even really like when we moved, it wasn't because I wanted to help people to just, to be honest, it wasn't because I, um, really wanted to be a part of heart and hand. I was just Mm -hmm. trying to be supportive Um, But I fell in love with the people and I fell in love with what we do and how we help people. And so I just found myself frustrated again, because I'm like, okay, you want to step down and I don't feel like I'm ready for that. And so um, again, I wanted to support him because I know that we're all on our own journeys. And so um, he felt like he needed to take a break from being in a ministry role. And I understand that ministry for those who have been involved can be really tiring in a lot of different ways. And so I wanted to make sure that he was taking care of himself the way he needed to. But at the same time, I did not want to leave heart in hand. So I spent actually several months praying and thinking about this completely on my own without talking to, and I didn't talk to really friends. I definitely didn't talk to my husband. I know that sounds bad, but, um, I, w- I was feeling like I wanted to take his job, be the director. Um, but I, I know myself and I have a tendency to want to save the people around me or, um, you know, just like, I don't want to watch the people I love struggle. So I'll sometimes set myself on fire to keep others warm. There's a quote like that, but um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing that. I wanted to make sure that God was actually asking me to do this and so after a couple months of just praying and thinking on it, I finally told my husband, Nathan, um, and told him I was thinking about doing this. And so we ended up talking to our board of directors and they were excited about it. And so he officially stepped down and I ended up taking his position. Um, I guess it was last, last February. So um, I absolutely love it. I feel, you know, I don't know, what I wanna do for my entire life. Um, I don't know where life's gonna take me, but I definitely know the one thing I feel very, very strongly is heart and hand is, especially through COVID, it's proven, um, proven this absolutely essential to South Kansas City and to Cass County and people depend on it you know we fill those gaps that people are falling short on and you know we're there when people need us and so my number one goal as a leader for heart and hand is to I say this to everybody even my staff is to ensure our longevity Um, everything I'm doing right now is to make sure that heart and hand can exist in this community for years and years years and years to come. And so right now not doing a ton of new programs, not a ton of new things. It's all foundational. So making sure that we've got the right policies in place, right databases for our volunteers, that we're just an organized organization. Um and so that's kind of where I'm at. And then I, you know, I feel like once we've got this solid foundation built, which we're really close to, it's just like I said, when you have an organization that's about to have to close, um, it takes a couple years to kind of rebuild stability. And so um, I feel like we're getting there and I'm excited for what the future holds for Heart and Hand because I really I can see us having transitional living and maybe some shelter options and really would like to help more with um, rehabilitation because that is a big problem. Um, in really with everyone, but especially with the homeless community. And so helping with that, um, but yeah, I'm excited. And I love being a part of heart and hand and see myself being here for, for a while. So yeah, it's awesome.
0: (laughs) It's funny. So when you were talking about, I had no idea that you commuted. Yeah. And my daughter, she's my, I tell people she's my, um, she's moving up. She's watching me and her goal is to be a storyteller. And she told me at one point, I want to be a pastor. So yesterday she told me a new verse. And as you were speaking, I was like, oh my gosh. And it's, it's actually a verse that I love myself. It's Joshua chapter one, verse nine. And she came in and told me this, mommy, this is what Jesus or God says. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go, and it just is so humbling to hear you speak. I can't imagine how hard it would have been to let me be honest to not be mad. <laughs> and I mean, I know you probably were mad, upset. You you felt, you know, why didn't you speak to me? Yeah, first, but yet you went, and God bless you. It was super hard and God opened and closed those doors that you needed to have opened and you needed to have closed. And you went into a ministry that was amazing, but it just was lacking the leadership essentially. And as a female, you came into a role knowing that you could do it, but at the same time, there was a part, and I know that you and I have discussed this. There's a part of every woman that goes into a ministry or a church leadership with it. Even if we don't say it, there's something in our hearts or our brains that tells us at some point, are we really qualified to do this because we are a female Yeah. And whether you said that or not to yourself, I don't know, but I know I myself have said that
1: verbally and quietly to my own self. So. No, I agree a hundred percent. And I think, I think part of that even comes from, and I don't, I don't know if this is true in every family, or if it's just been more true in mine, or if it's just in my head, which I know part of it is, but I feel like moms just juggle more too. either that, or we just are thinking about so many things that all the time that it feels like we're juggling more. <laughs> and so I think even when, even when we're not unqualified, sometimes we can make ourselves feel like we are because we're thinking through oh well i've got to do all of this for work and then i'm doing dinner and i'm cleaning and i'm you know taking care of the babies and all these things like i feel like we just um moms deal with a lot moms are amazing like i have so much more respect for my mom now that i'm a mom um but i de- i definitely feel like some of that for sure is is on us just because we as women we feel mm-hmm. like we're carrying the weight of our world or yeah the weight of our world because our family is also the most important thing to us. And so it can feel like, I think it's just easy to feel like everything is on you all the time, Mm -hmm. which makes you feel unqualified. Cause you're like, how the heck do I do all these things? And um, I don't know. It's just interesting, but I feel like definitely that's been, you know, part of my journey, especially because, you know, heart and hand works with, tons of local churches I want to say it's like 16 or something local churches that partner with us and there's only one of those churches that I know of that has a female pastor and so not that not that any of the male pastors do anything to make me feel less than but I think it's just easy to feel kind of out of place in those settings um I don't know I don't know. It's been an interesting that's been an interesting adjustment for me, for sure, um, is just finding a way to fit into fit into those settings. But I think you just have to have the confidence that, um, you know, what's that quote? Everyone says God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And like I know for a fact that God has called me to be where I'm at. And that means I have to walk in the confidence that I deserve a seat at the table, whatever the table is (laughs) like, whether it's with these local churches or with these businesses or in professional settings, like I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And you just have to carry that confidence in yourself. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I like that. Thank you. you. I did want to touch on too, you know, we're talking about how, how God is in all this and he absolutely is. I actually, um, I Uber drive occasionally, and so I was Uber driving before so cool. the weekend. <laughs> um, I love it just because, you know, you make a little extra money, but then also you get to talk with so many people, and so I was driving over the weekend, and I was talking to this girl. She's She was a psych major, so she started asking me all these questions about my life, and I was talking to her about heart and hand, and I told her, you know, at the end of the day. I have always been a stubborn person since the day I was born. And now my daughter reflects that, which is hilarious to see. Um, But I've always been yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But a little looking at yourself in a little mirror, but uh, I've always been very stubborn and, um, as I've thought and kind of reflected on how I ended up in this position and how we ended up in Kansas city at heart and hand, I really feel like God did speak to Nathan and call Nathan to be there because if he would have asked me, I probably wouldn't have listened. I was so wrapped up in, you know, just to be honest, how much money I was going to make and, you know, what I was going to be doing to be successful and make a name for myself. And, So I feel really thankful that, that God did speak to my husband because he knew I would support him. Um, and you know, I was telling this girl that was in the car with me, um, I was like, you know, sometimes I think God proves that he's trustworthy, even if we don't step out and trust him right away. Like he, he proves himself over and over. And that's exactly what it's been with heart and hand. I have struggled with trust at times, trusting God, trusting the journey, um, trusting all that, but God has proven himself trustworthy. And, um, I don't know, it's been really cool to, to walk through that and to learn about, learn about God to feel closer to, to him than ever, even though that looks different than it has in the past for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel very thankful for, for this whole journey coming. And I'm always very transparent with all of my staff and volunteers. I'm like, I am learning. I'm learning how to do this job. I'm learning how to be a leader. I'm only 26 years old. and so And I have no I am unqualified. Like I don't have training. I don't have a degree, um, but I know I'm supposed to be here and I'm willing to learn. And so um, I don't know what my point and all that was, but I feel like you've got to have in any leadership position, you have to have that mindset of I'm here to learn. And my pride isn't in this. If you correct me and say, Hey, you did this wrong for heart and hand. You didn't communicate well. You didn't handle this well. Like I want that feedback because I want to be better, and not that all feedback is good feedback, um, but a lot of feedback I feel like is important for us to be better. As long as we don't let our pride get in it and our feelings get hurt, and that way we can, you know, learn through all the, through all the things. Yeah. But, oh, that's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, We've thank you. Grown a lot, and
0: it's it's really cool how you, especially last year, as we all know by now COVID and just taking on that journey, taking on, I mean, you took on a whole ministry and what we did not know was going to be one of the most challenging times that our generation has ever faced. Absolutely. I mean, the last time anything like this happened was 1918. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just crazy to see how much you've done. And I've, I myself have gotten to witness some of it firsthand by being at things, by being at the backpacking, by donating stuff, and actually by being able to go and preach at the heart and hand center and sharing a few foul words, but I did, get their attention. And they were very shocked that I shouted out a few foul
1: words, but Hey, you got to relate how you got to relate.
0: Yes. I mean, (laughs) I got their attention and, you know, but I'm just, it's very humbling to see how you have allowed God to use you, even when you didn't want to be used. Yeah. Um, Like you were saying, and yeah, yeah I
1: know that's really that's really frank to say. Um, but I think we also we have to come to terms with our own realities and I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, yeah, God called me to do this" because that sounds a lot better than God called my husband, my husband dragged me here, but then God made me fall <laughs> in love with the work that we do. It's not as pretty of a story, but I'll tell you um, I've definitely, I've learned a lot and I'm just excited for what the future holds. I think, like I was saying, my, one of my biggest goals right now for heart and hand is just ensuring our longevity, making sure we've got that solid foundation because through the pandemic, you know, we've seen crazy numbers through all of our programs and people, you know, people that are coming to heart and hand, cause they both had great jobs, but now they're living out of their car because they lost the you know, they lost their jobs because of the pandemic and, Mm -hmm. um, even our, we do this mobile food pantry event, which is like a drive through food pantry. Um, and pre COVID, it was serving an average of like 680 people a month. And now we consistently serve over a thousand people. And I'm like, you know, if Kansas City or Belton ever sees like a natural disaster or, um, you know, whatever, maybe another pandemic, whatever it is, like I want yeah. Heart and Hand to be there for people forever. And so, Um, I'm just excited for what the future holds. And I feel really thankful because like I said, there are so many churches that are a part of Heart and Hand. And part of my my vision for it is that we are a meeting ground for the body of Christ. I grew up going to Pentecostal churches with my grandmother, Baptist churches with my other grandmother. Um, I had a friend that was Catholic and I went to church with her for a while. So I grew up in like a little bit of a lot of different denominations, but I think we, I think we all have that same core belief. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, my goal for heart and hand is that even when believers have a hard time finding common ground with one another, we can be that common ground. You know, we can be that place where you're serving alongside Mm -hmm. other believers and non-believers. Like I'm not obviously going to be like, Oh, you can't serve here. If you don't, believe.
0: Um,
1: but just to be that place that no matter our differences, we can find a common place to serve people. Um, it's just exciting. So I'm, I feel really thankful to be a part of it and thankful that my husband dragged me to Kansas city.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, girl, it was a pleasure to chat with you and I do look forward forward, getting to know you a lot more. And I just want to encourage our listeners, like, like my daughter told me yesterday after church to remember this. And it's Joshua chapter one, verse nine, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. And how I felt like that was so fitting Praise God. My four-year-old spoke to me yesterday. (laughs) So I just wanted to leave that guys or with that, with, I wanted to leave that verse with you guys today. So I hope you have a great week and you just can see where God has you as that warrior woman. And if you ever want to chat with us, you can message us, or if you ever want to share your story, chat with one of us, um, through an email, or if you're in the Kansas city area and you're like, dude, my heart is on fire for helping heart and hand in any way you can visit their Facebook
1: page or Alexis fill in yeah. for the website. Real yeah. Quick. We also have a website. It's heart and uh, no dashes. And it's literally just the letter N so heart letter in hand.org, org. Um, there are all types of forms there. You can fill out to volunteer, just to contact us. And there's definitely a way, I always say there's a way for everybody to be involved, whether you're praying for us in any of the 19 countries that are listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. um, or you're supporting us or volunteering with us or whatever that looks like, always open to that. Um Yeah. And appreciate, I appreciate you having me on today, Rochelle, and appreciate your friendship and your encouragement and you're doing such big work, um, in the world. And so it's just an honor to, to know you.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Well, yes, we'll catch up later and guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will add everything in for you on the footnotes. Well, guys, it was a pleasure to hang out with you all today. I hope that we could be a little joy and a little hope and bring you a little laughter for your day. And don't forget to subscribe to Growing Women of Faith podcast so that you will get a notification every time we add a new episode.